you know, I, I was trying to take some selfies, and we got to do the Not show. yet. What? Can we just wait a little while there, Jimmy? We're doing selfies, man. Jimmy boy! We're posting! Ah. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's non-selfie day, huh? It's what the world's going to say that later, but it's no selfie. No selfie day, so don't take any selfies. Okay. In fact, I'm posting a selfie about why you should not take any selfies. You know what I posted? What? I posted... Okay. So that's the song you guys are telling me about that I hadn't heard. Trump won. Who is this? I don't, Natalie, whatever her name is. She's a, Natalie used to be called a Dixie chick? Yeah, no. No, I, oh, she's no, liberal. She no, hates no, Trump. No, 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 no. Like, Trump's a Nazi, and you know it. This is a country, like, uh, Christian girl. It, the video's up on the website. No, okay. And it's really kind of cool because uh, Trump's dancing to the video. <laughs> of course. Trump won, and you know, they, and, yeah. and this has turned into Don's favorite song today wow man And amy listener amy just emailed me and said thank you so much because i can't stop singing it <laughs> told you jimmy boy i told you jimmy boy wow it is kind of catchy and people going well she didn't say she was happy she didn't say she was happy about not singing it. well it doesn't matter <laughs> it's in your ear i'm not here for her happiness I'm, I'm, I am. I'm here. I'm, here. I'm, here. I'm here so she can so she can walk around singing this song all day long. Here we go. Your turn now. Sing it, Amy. You rock it, girl. Wow, that's funny. He's gonna be the president again. He's gonna be the president again. Yeah, I think he is. I'm calling it. Trump's gonna win. And you're gonna know it. So she says the fake news won't. Right. The fake news won't show. I can tell when Jimmy wants me to shut up because he turns the music up. Right. <laughs> he wanted you to hear it. He was like, "Let Sean listen to it." That's good. Uh, he cranked it up because that's his jam today. That's his so, jam. What, man. what yeah. Don told me to do, Don's idea, was for me to take the motorcycle and go sit in front of Green Hall. And play that as loud as I possibly can. No, I meant no. City Hall. I San Antonio City, City Hall. Hall. No. Yeah. City Hall. Green Hall. Green Hall. You'll just get a bunch of people going, yeah, yeah. buddy. See, I told you. I know yeah. he won. I, told, I, I said right. that. I said that to Don. I said, yeah, man. The people in Green are going to go, yeah. City Hall. I'm gonna have have a, you, I'll have a have crowd you arrested. throwing money at me, man. Throwing City beer at Hall, me. City Hall, Nuremberg will have you arrested and you know for what? hate crimes. I'll, I'll just go to his house and I'll park in his driveway. <laughs> Crank it up, Trump man. Trump won and you know it. Bom, 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 bom. Happy Sunday morning, Ron. That's yeah, right. Sunday morning, too. Morning. Like 6 a.m. About 4 a.m. About 4 a.m. No, he's just going to bed then. Oh, uh, that's true. He hits the personal gym probably around sober? 3 a.m. Huh? Think he's sober? As a church. Okay. You know. As he's, a church. Well, I mean, he's probably eating lots of, you know, protein shakes, but that's about You know, it. we do have news to get to, but this is the ah. this is the top <laughs> This is the top story. News schmooze. This is the top story. What's this? Um, you've been talking about zebras eating arms and, mo- and monkeys eating faces. In Ohio and yes. Oklahoma. Okay, in Houston. If this were... In Houston. In Houston. In, in Houston. In Houston, we, no. in Houston, we have... No. Oh, yeah. We have pigs running all over the streets in Houston. Yes, sir. We have feral hogs <laughs> that have come in from the country. They're usually in the country. Mm-hmm. They're now in the city. 
Wow. <laughs> running around inside the city in Houston. Better eats, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one of the places that, see, now check this out. One of the places they're going to is cemeteries. And yeah. So you can see what I'm getting Ooh. at. You see where I'm going with this. No. It's a bit of a problem with a feral hog no. with a long tusk. Oh, yeah. Go into a cemetery and they, they root. What they do is they root. For and so what, dead bodies? Yeah. Oh, so God. now in Houston, it's like, hey, Aunt Jane, uh, <laughs> Uncle Tom, uh, Brother Bill. They all of a sudden peering again. They look different now than they used to. <laughs> but the hogs? No. The, 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 oh, the bodies. When, they, when the hogs dig them up, they're looking different. Ah. They don't look like they used to. Yeah, but the, the feral hogs, they look like the buffet at Luby's. You well, know? They're, they're, and they're like, what do we do? How do we get rid Well, it's called helicopter and AR. You, you want you got pork get, chops forever, man. You get your AR, and you get in a helicopter, and you start flying over here. I've done it. Because apart from what Joe Biden says, you can hunt feral hogs with an AR. You can do it all day long. Yeah, I've done yeah. it. Have you really? Have you gone on a sure, pig shoot? You bet to you bet you I have. on a pig hunt? I've done it on foot, and I've done it in a helicopter. And both are so much fun. No, man, not, so much. Not me, man. I, I go on a pig hunt at the H-E-B, man. I, I, go, I go on a pig hunt in the, in the cold food section. So anyway, it's wild. So there you go. There's your animal story of the day. Well, I know. It's just, you know, that's interesting. But feral hogs, you know, it's not like you'd be shocked to see a feral hog walking through the streets of Houston. I mean, it is Houston. It is Houston. You know, so I, I'm talking about exotic animals in the, in the, in the, in the farmland, yeah. which I find strange. But... Yeah. It may be be these all may be signs of the apocalypse. I don't know. Well, of course it the is. Animals it is like, the end times. The animals know that it is we're, the end we're, times. We're at the end of it. It's the so. end times. Right. It's the end times. And we have an asteroid coming. So yeah, on in uh, about what thirty years, thirty seven years? No, no, twenty forty six. It'll be here before you know it. Yeah, okay. twenty forty six. I'll be eighty three. You'll be eighty. We'll be having an asteroid party. <laughs> I'm such a narcissist. My only thought is, who's going to read my books yeah. if, everybody's, if everybody's dead? You said you didn't want to die with everybody. That's what you said. When, what? When we first brought it up, you said, I don't, don't want to die with everybody. I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to heaven. I... You're going to heaven. You're going to see Jesus face to face, man. Well, it was the old great Woody Allen line. I don't want to, I, I, you know, I, I what is it? Uh, I'm not afraid of, di- what is it? I'm not afraid of dying. I just don't want to do it yeah. anytime soon or something Well, like I don't want to do it anytime soon. But you're going to heaven. You're going to see Jesus, no, man. No, no, that's what it was. You're going to see Woody, Jesus. Well, I know I'm going to see Jesus, but Woody Allen said, I don't want to live. What is it? God, I'm screwing it up. Here, I'm setting up this great quote. I don't. I want to live forever by what is it by not dying or something like. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. I you, screwed that up. There it is. Did you see the uh, the jet crashing into the drone? Have you seen the video? I, footage I've now? seen a little of it. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> okay, so we're in World War Three. You know whether you want to accept it or not. And uh, Mark Milley came out right. yesterday, and he's like, so. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we might, so. I mean, we we might go get it. It's like under four thousand feet of water. The Russians were already there within ten minutes. That's it. This is uh, probably about four or five thousand feet of water, uh, and mm. it probably don't know for certain yet. We, this, it'll be days before we uh, have uh, actual facts on the on the impact and what debris is there. Probably sank uh, uh, to some significant depths. Uh, so any recovery operation from a techno standpoint would be very difficult. If there okay, is stop. reason to... Stop. This is the guy that says he'll call our enemies if we're going to attack them. You know? Right. Like, he's on right, our side, right? right he's right. wearing our uniform, and he's on our side, but he'll, he'll call our enemies. And Russia's already there retrieving it. So he's well, like, oh, well. We couldn't find a couple of hobby balloons. Right. 
we can't identify, you know, uh, Chinese spy probes that are, you know, fairly large in size. We lose them. I, I, I tell you what, here, here's the two reactions you get when stuff like this happens from our government, okay? Either it's no big deal. Or it's which, our fault. Or, or it's our fault. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, or we can't find it. Right, it's our fault. <laughs> but, but without the Chinese balloon, this doesn't happen. This happened with the drone because of the Chinese oh, balloon. Yeah. Because Russia says, <laughs> they're not going to do a damn thing. Well, it's fine. Let's do it. Let's take that. Let's take the drones out of the sky because we know Commie Joe's not going to do anything. Well, I think they're testing uh, us. They're you know they're obviously yeah, testing us. Sure. Uh, and China's been at it, you know, and uh, the Russians are at it, and we're not going to do anything. Nah, we, well, we make excuse. Yeah, we got to listen to this guy, this fat right. doofus. Our sit there and tell enemies, us that, oh, well, you know. our enemies are not afraid of us anymore. No, why would they be? And our allies don't respect us anymore. They know they can't trust us anymore. Afghan. Afghanistan, as far as our allies, that said it all, yeah, it right there, yeah, and with with uh, and the, our enemies too, and, and our enemies, yeah. and with the constant, uh, you know, they keep testing us, and we keep doing nothing, nothing. And what you're right, what do, what do they do? They go to us, yeah, sure. and they start telling us, "Oh, sit down, you well, mago people, this is no big deal." Look what Fathead did last night. Fathead over in North Korea launched another yeah. missile ICBM last <laughs> I night. I heard that drive. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. So they're all they're all doing it because right. they know that we got a weak old you know insipid leader and and Joe Biden doesn't even know what day of the week it is. And they have to know what else. They have to know that there's a sea change coming and that it's either going to be Trump or DeSantis or somebody like that at some point. Unless they cheat. Unless they cheat. And they got to cheat big time. Well. Now, if they're going to cheat this time out, it probably would do them well to involve China and Russia well, in some serious they, they way. They have been known to cheat before. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have. So we know there's a possibility. Yep, yep. I concur. All right. got to take a break. i got to tell you about my friends over at BG Products. The best protection for your vehicle is always with BG Products, no matter what it is you drive. I use it a motorcycle. Okay, so you can drive it. You use your boat, you know, whatever. But I hope you're using it on everything that you're driving on the streets. I hope you're protecting it. With the MOA that goes inside the crankcase, that's maximum protection against uh, heat, wear and tear, breakdowns, costly repairs, and engine replacements. Today's engines cost about twenty to $25,000 to have replaced in your car. Doesn't matter what the size of the car. That's, that's basically where you're going to start. Uh, it's a lot of money. And so if you have a breakdown like that, you're going to, you're going to be out of pocket all that money. And your friends over at BG don't, they don't want that to happen. The other thing is they've got a fuel system cleaner that cleans the entire system out for you so that you get better fuel mileage and better performance out of your vehicle. And you get that too. You don't install this stuff yourself. Whenever you go have the oil changes, say, hey, would you mind doing the BG service? And they will. All the shops around town have it. Whether you go to a mechanic, you go to one of these fast, you know, change oil places, whatever. They do it all at bgfindashop.com. All right, today's AccuWeather, mostly cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm about 82. Now, all those storms that we had thought would be here this afternoon, all that has been, the schedule has been pushed back on all that stuff. And not everybody's going to get one of these thunderstorms, but if you do, it can bring flooding downpours and hail and damaging wind gusts and all that kind of stuff. So just be aware that that could happen late tonight, overnight hours, and tomorrow morning as well. The commute might be a little interesting, maybe so. Low about 40 tonight, and then mostly sunny and windy tomorrow, right around 60. So a big temperature change and even cooler over the weekend We'll be hovering right around 50 on Saturday and Sunday. Right now, we're at 64 at KTSA. Not the only blemish. One.
722 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's Ware and Rima. I heard you guys talking about this when I was driving in, but th- this is the story that really stuck out in my mind when, I'm, when I was going through stuff last night. Um, I can go back maybe, <coughs> excuse me, maybe about 10, nine, seven or eight, nine years uh, when I was first being diagnosed with diverticulitis and, and some of the things that ultimately put me in the hospital. I went through about three doctors before I got to the person I really liked because the first three doctors, you'd sit and wait for you know an hour and a half. You go in, and there's a millennial <laughs> sitting at a laptop computer, and they plug in all of your symptoms and your history, <clears throat> and the computer would pump out a, a medical plan for you. And I had a couple of doctors who actually almost refused to talk to me, and they would only talk to me about what the, the information the computer gave them. There was no real interpersonal interaction. And this was the early days of Obamacare, really, if you think about it, when it really went into effect. And I remember us reading that, well, it's going to standardize health care. It's going to be, you know, you're going to plug in information, and computer's going to spit something out. It was a precursor to what we're seeing today, which is some scary crap in that you have this news organization, right, that stat stat news, uh-huh. that looked at how, especially elderly folks, they found out that elderly folks who, you know, uh, as far as their Medicare continuing, which with my mom, man, that's a vital lifeline mm-hmm. for a lot of old folks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and who are infirm. That these AI programs uh, are ultimately deciding whether or not that Medicare should continue or not, mm-hmm. and really, you're 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 at the point, and perhaps you could argue you're only a hop, skip, and a jump away from the AI program, which is a freaking toaster. It's not a human being. It doesn't have any mm-hmm. consciousness or soul or empathy. Mm-hmm. Giving your life the thumbs up or thumbs down if you live or die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, this story, in my opinion, should be a major freaking story. But it's not. It's not. You even, the, in the story, I read the story on Breitbart. I know you were talking about the, the old woman, the older woman yeah. that they, as an example. Yeah. Who had to go on Medicaid, who had who was out of money, she couldn't get Ran medical life care, savings. had to go through her life savings, which I can also tell you, if you have to start hitting up your life savings for medical stuff, it goes away real quickly. Medical, uh, the number one bankruptcy in America is medical. Yeah. That's, that's oh, the yeah. quickest and the, and the biggest and the largest source of bankruptcy in America is because of medical expenses, right? The, the costs are ungodly. So what's happening here with AI, and this is what I was saying earlier on the show is that ai is really thrilling exciting our lives are going to be different i, hate well, it. I know I, no, no, well i know right and i'm not saying thrilling okay, and exciting from a mean. positive yeah. aspect right. i'm saying it's going to be a thrilling time sure not like hee hee this is so great but a thrilling in that oh man we, we our channel our lives one year one year from today our year, our lives are going to be really different two yes. years five years ten years wow yeah vastly different here's what's going to happen and sarah palin of all people Sarah Palin, when Obamacare was being uh, discussed, she said, and I agreed and said it on the air, there will be medical rationing. 
They do it in Canada all the time. Sorry, Sean, you've kind of outlived your usefulness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to cost so much more to keep you alive than it will be just to let you go. And in Canada, they're actually prescribing euthanasia to people. Mm, yes, you they know, are. You kind of, you, you kind of, you, 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 you know, you're a rope. And all we're doing is just keeping you pumped up, full of drugs, keeping you going. So we're just going to go ahead and let you go. We're going to give you, take, well, yeah, take these they, pills. They, they call them death panels back so in the day. That's the exactly what Sarah Palin talked about. The debate. That's yeah. what Sarah Palin talked about with death panels. And so with this, though, there's no panel. There's it, no panel. It's a machine. <laughs> and here's, here's where it's all leading. Check right. this out. I, I'm thoroughly convinced of this. With this telehealth stuff, which I really kind of like, because if, if it's not serious, I don't have to go to a doctor's office, right? right? I can get on the phone, and he looks at me, and I look at him, and he can go, okay, here's a pill you need. Right? Right. That's what, right. That's what telehealth is. Well, there won't be a doctor eventually. It's going to be that computer. It'll be uh, you, the same like you, a Bing thing that was yeah. you know, giving you hell. You put in your symptoms, and the AI goes, here's what you need, the prescriptions at Walmart, go get it. Right. Or, you know what, you don't need that at all. So well, right, 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 right. Either way, uh, right. the, the, the thing, computer's going to make the decision. A thing that Correct. doesn't ha- is Correct. not a person will make the... I, see, Correct. I'm the opposite. My, my wife loves the telemed. I hate it. I really want to be in a room with a doctor. I you understand. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I like there's it a whole the, layer. Of, no, I, I get for, why for people love it. For the easy, simple stuff. If you have a lot of stuff you have to deal with on a regular or basis, it's great. Or simple stuff. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. But it, it really is a disintegration of that doctor-patient relationship. Oh, sure it is. But and, that's happening anyway, right? Well, well, it is. Yeah, it is. And like I said, you, you, you were on, we were on the road when Obamacare kicked in. Yep. I, hell, I remember when my dad was was near the end of it, and and they're basically asking me questions that are along the lines of what you said. Well, you know, it wouldn't be good for his quality of life. Uh huh. He's not a long termer. So, it, well, that's know. the first time I heard quality of life. Yes, now, now sir. we get to determine that crap. So, so it, it's it, bad it's, stuff. So, man. as far as the telehealth goes. If you've got like just like a basic checkup, you know, the doctor is right. looking at your numbers, you don't have to be there for that, right? He's right. just looking at your print out of your blood work, sure. and he, that's it. That's the whole thing. If you've got something like I had to have my, my hip looked at the other day, i got to be there, and he's got to take x-rays, and right. he's got he's to touch me. Um, but eventually, that's all going to be done like through the computer, man, and the, and the AI is going to decide whether you get treatment or not. Well, and eventually the machines will be doing the operations themselves. I well, mean, that's going to happen, We're kind of close to that. Eh? that but the happen. idea that, that decisions are made mm-hmm. by something that's uh-huh. not there, mm-hmm. because the the quality of humanity and empathy really does go into whether or not you're getting great health care or bad health care or no health care. And so to put that up to a pinball machine. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, but, but here's where it's coming into every phase of life. I spoke to a group of business folks just the other day, just last week, and I said AI is is on the precipice of changing every industry, including yours. Yeah. These guys I was talking to, oh, a, room, yeah. a conference room full of guys, right. including yours. You had better figure out your humanity and your niche in your humanity in other words ai can do your job but cannot relate to people right so you better focus on how you relate to your customers you better get better at relating to your customers and really make that your bailiwick because ai is going to do your job well you're right and 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 basically you know what what we're talking about is interpersonal interaction interpersonal relationships mean everything correct and that's going bye-bye now if if you look at the social trends of generation z 
they already have no interpersonal skills. It's Sorry, they don't. Yeah, it's interesting. They rely on social media and AI Very and computers and, and, and yeah. social. So you combine their lack of interpersonal skills with, you know, machines making medical and life decisions for you. And, and as you say, it's the future. It is. It, it's and it's future. scary. Yep. It's a brave new world. Where in Rama continues, KTSA. Cities like San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Chicago. Uh, 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 uh. That's what I, I do when, I, when I'm driving out of road and that song comes on. I, uh, uh, I, I bet uh, you do. I, I know do. you do. I love music, man. I, I sing Selena songs. I listen to you when I get out of here. And I'm then, sorry. Man, music. I, I, I put right. my headphones on when I get in the studio at home. Right. And I'm either playing or listening. One or the other, man. That's good life. stuff, man. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yes. Said this just yesterday. Fauci has been in charge of developing bioweapons for the Pentagon since 2002. Really? Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says they took the money that Dick Cheney gave them through the Patriot Act, $2.2 billion. They funneled it through the National Institutes of Health, and it all went to Anthony Fauci, $2.2 billion. Beginning in 2002, Anthony Fauci got a 68% raise from the Pentagon for doing bioweapons, bioweapons, bioweapons development. And he got a raise of billions of dollars a year, and he started doing all this gain-of-function research. In 2014, three of those bugs escaped in high-profile escapes from different labs in the U.S. Congress held hearings. Everybody was angry. 300 top scientists sent letters to Obama saying, you got to shut down Fauci because he's going to create a pandemic. You know, I remember that. I do, too. We talked about it. So Obama ordered a moratorium. Right. By the way, it's pretty interesting. When he ordered, this is just a side note, when he ordered the moratorium, the vice president was who? When, uh, Joe, Joe Biden. Biden, right. That that guy. Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci went down to the secret room, the whole the you know, that, that, right, that right, sealed right, up room right, in right, the right. basement of the White House and they had a private meeting, just the two of them. Anthony Fauci <laughs> and Joe Biden. That isn't right. that interesting. That was in twenty that That's was in twenty fourteen. Little coinky dinky. Fauci had eighteen different gain of function experiments that he was doing around the US at the time when Obama said stop it. Instead of stopping it, he just picked up the entire operation and moved it where? To China. Thank you. To the Wuhan lab. <laughs> oh, we're wow, the, We're the lab in Wuhan. In Wuhan lab. <laughs> so, the White House officials were trying to shut him down, but he just picked it up and moved Obama. it Obama. Yeah. Yes, originally, he had yes, said sir. he can't do this. Yes, sir. And 300 scientists in the U.S. Right. were trying to shut him down, saying... The man is going to cause a pandemic if you don't stop it. He's a mad scientist. You better stop it. He's going to cause 300. You can't get 300 scientists to agree on what time the sun comes up. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Well, the circle is really uh, being completed here before so, our very eyes. And this is Robert Kennedy Jr. saying right. he said, and Fauci continued to do it with the same people that he was funding here. Ralph Barrick and Peter Dasick. Wow. And they moved their operation to the Wuhan lab. 
That was 2014. Just a few years later, what do we have unleashed on planet Earth? I'm telling you, he's a villain. He's Armengala. He, he, he should be in jail for crimes against humanity. I think he's at the center of this whole thing. We've talked about it for, well, years now at this point. That's right. It just links up too nicely, you know, uh-huh. and, and there's proof. There's email communications. There's threads. There's documentation of this journey from, what, 2013? Yeah. You know, because I I remember I, now that you bring it up, I remember when that happened because I remember oh, yeah. you know I was, oh, yeah. you know I was I was, I just moved to Texas. I'm like that's not good. These things are loose, but then it went away. Then the story kind of went away. <clears throat> you know what's interesting though? Why isn't Obama out there saying more about this? Um, I, well, I know I, we know why. Yeah, because <laughs> his side can't ever lose. Yeah, but exactly. Obama, well, yeah, and, put and, the kibosh and they, on, and they used the pandemic. Right, and he was at the center of yes, using the pandemic. He was so this whole mail-in ballot crap, all and don't go stand in a line to vote, and all that's that's all Obama. It's Obama. It's Susan Rice, and it's Valerie Jarrett. But if Obama had a soul. And he actually did give a crap about people. Which he doesn't. He would say, you know, I put a stop to that. Yeah. And this Fauci guy, uh, you know, he, you yeah. think he because it was his policy, he'd be front and center saying, uh-huh. I put a stop to this. Right. However, there are extremely powerful and extremely wealthy people who own just about every politician in Washington, D.C. We call them Big Pharma out here. They are extremely extremely powerful no, sure. and extremely rich and they made a lot of money over the past three years boy well, they, they made they a did. killing literally they made a killing well and and where do we get most of our medications produced well including fentanyl in china in china absolutely all- and what, what, did, what did china start doing before the pandemic broke out they clamped down on all of our stuff, the penicillins and everything. They clamped down on They did, on it. and they started stockpiling masks oh, sure. and suits and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know. So, so I, I... Fauci's at the center of all yes. of that and always was. He was creating it here in the United States. The Pentagon was funding. This is all according to Robert Kennedy Jr. Pentagon was funding him to create bioweapons. Obama put a stop to it because a couple of them got out, you know, mm-hmm. and said, whoa, 300 scientists get together. Whoa, dude. Right, right. You're going to... You're going to empty the planet of humans, and uh, and so he just took it over to Wuhan. Well, and you know he's guilty because, and this is why Rand Paul was such a badass because Rand Paul is a doctor, and, and so Rand done. Paul understands he, science and yeah. the scientific process. That's right. And Fauci couldn't wiggle away from that because remember, Fauci tried to redefine gain of function. Yeah, he did. He j- he's done it they every time. They changed it on the NIH website. The definition of it. Well, what did he do just this week? Just this week, he said, "Yep." Yeah, you can still have a natural occurrence right. in the lab. If somebody here's how you have a natural occurrence in the lab. If somebody goes out and gets bitten by a bat and then they come into the lab, you see you still got a natural occurrence. Well, That's doing, what he said. He, do, he does a lot of dancing, man. He does a lot of dancing. I think he's guilty as hell. Yeah. And I mean that with a capital H. Yeah, big time. And the dude should be in a cage. And so now let's talk about a real doctor. Let's talk about our favorite doctor, Dr. Mark Havercorn over at River City oh, yes. Oral Surgery. Let's talk about him. That's our favorite doctor. And uh, right now, you and I have 
uh, a, a good friend that is going in to have some work done, going to have some teeth removed. And, you know, Dr. Habercorn, he's just great. His bedside matter is fantastic. Um, he keeps you pain-free so you're not hurting, so you don't have the anxiety about the pain. And one of the best things he does is puts his prices right on the website. Well, that's another level of, of anxiety, isn't it? You know, you, yeah. Medical procedures, yeah. I know. You never know exactly how much you're going to pay. Right. But not if you go to River City Oral Surgery on the website. And they'll even give you this information over the phone. They have all their prices bundled. Uh, so there's no surprise charges, nope. none of that, no surprise fees. You know exactly what you're going to pay up front. So if you're uh, if you need some work done, some implants or some wisdom teeth pulled out, call him up. You also don't need a referral because nope. he is a medical doctor. Two one zero seven seven eight zero 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 two, or look him up on RiverCityOMS.com. When you want the best, when you want a metal root, Shaka Seven fifty one. That's Stevie Wonder, by the way. What's that on the harmonica? I did not know that. Stevie Wonder on the Shaka Khan song. So what day is it anyway? March 16th. Hello, March 16th. It is National No Selfies Day. Okay, good. In fact, I just posted some selfies to remind you it's No Selfie Day. Can we have National No Selfie Year? You know, the selfie really is the ruination of Western civilization. It it really sort of begins. the theme of the show today. Well, it kind of begins with the selfie, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yes. You put a Polaroid camera in everybody's hand. Well, you know, it gets a little. You know what? The selfies I hate the most. Just very very quickly, the selfies I hate the most are, and chicks do this in abundance right. where they oh. act like they've been caught laughing at something yeah like oh i'm so filled with joy and that what that dude said was so funny but you can see there are they're photographing themselves looking away and acting like they're in the middle of hearing a joke and laughing at something all right so post a selfie <laughs> you already did didn't you it'll make you go blind okay uh let's see it's lips appreciation day i like lips <laughs> me too uh-huh all right, we'll just leave that right where it is. All right, next. Man, I brought this up the other day. My wife gave me hell. She said, that white, that's white man's food. It's National Artichoke Hearts Day. I hate them. You hate artichoke hearts? I do, thank you. Mm. They're delicious, man. They come, they come out of the ground. They don't walk around. But, uh, they come out of the ground, man. Don Morgan, you like artichoke, artichokes? Uh, uh, James, you like artich- artichokes, man? Because you... you, you mm. Mm. Scrape the meat off the leaves mm. until you get all the way down there. All I right. like a nice steamed artichoke, just hot then, butter, then, then man. You, then you can have mine. I will. I will <laughs> eat your heart, man. You can have mine. Olive oil and oh, butter. Not on. Oh. Okay. So next. Uh, <laughs> I guess he wants me to move on. <laughs> Getting the signal, he wants me to move on. Uh, I think I only have one more. <laughs> it's. National everything you... You're quick. <laughs> I think Trey's sending up some smoke signals that I should be moving this along. <laughs> you know, Trey's been a little punchy all morning. Now that I, 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 I did have you, not. You what have. are you on, man? You, you have doing? not been punchy. You've been weird since... I mean, you well, have you're been always weird, weird you but you've been extra about? weird since I got here this morning. Shoot. Playing the Donald Trump song and then, you know... Oh, hey, about what this. Donald Trump song? Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Trump won and you know it. God, please. The fake news won't show it. John Trump and you know it. Trump won and you know it. <laughs> back, back to the show. Um, <laughs> it's also National Everything You Do Is Right Day. Ah, oh, perfect. <laughs> you know, that's what I tell my wife. 
What? Because everything she does is right. Oh, right. Everything she does is correct. Actually, well, my wife you tells know, me that you, you she's right all the Nancy time. She was, tells me. You know, the rightest thing she ever did was she married me. So well, there, there you, you go. go. It started there. in 1983. There you go. You did the right thing. Everything you On. do is right, Day. Unless you're me, everything I do is wrong. That's what my wife tells Jim me. Jim Gordon. Wrong. Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. Passed away yesterday, mm. 77. Don? Yes. Jim Gordon passed away yesterday, age of 77. Amazing drummer. Just a, a tragic story, though. It is a tragic around. story. Why? We're not, we're not yeah. going to tell jokes about no. it. He was on, as, as Don said this morning, every record ever made just about as a drummer. Yeah, right. There was a time of about 10 years yeah. where if you look at an album from the, late, you know, the mid to late 60s into the, the mid to late 70s, Jim Gordon played drums on it. Right. I mean... Carpenter's records, he played on those. Everly and Brothers. And Everly Brothers, he was with them all. Derek and the Dominoes. Wow. Was, the yeah. Beach Boys, he was on Pet yeah. Sounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, he wow. was everywhere. And yes, uh, Derek and the Dominoes with, yeah. with uh, Eric Clapton. He co-wrote Layla with Eric Clapton. Oh, I didn't know that. So here's the tragedy part of it. Mm. They uh, started to find out that he was psychotic and schizophrenic. And uh, he actually punched Rita Coolidge in 1970, punched her in the mouth. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, and this was a little bit before Chris, because I didn't read and Chris get together like 71, 72. Yeah, like, it was somewhere along there. Somewhere along there. Somewhere around there. And uh, he punched her in the face. Mm. And, uh, and, and you told this interesting story about him like stealing her beat. For a song, and that's right. what he and he used it on Layla. Layla, the piano, the piano part in, in Layla. Um, wow, he, he stole he took that from her. Oh, he came man. into the studio and said, "Listen to this." Well, I did this to the song and took credit for it, but it turns out Rita Coolidge actually wrote that, oh, and, it, and it's on another album that her sister recorded. You know, that, about a lot of years. You know, on Layla, the piano oh, thing yeah, at the well, end. Of course, yeah, yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, then here's the real tragedy. In, in 1983, he killed his mom. Ooh, he committed yeah, murder. Wow. He, he was prosecuted. Didn't found, see that coming. Yeah, yes. found guilty and was sent to an insane asylum. If you want to call it that, right, 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 right. Hospital. He's been there ever since. Been ever since. Mm. Passed away yesterday. But a prolific drummer. You can look on a lot right. of songs from like '68 to '72. Yeah, even like beyond. Even uh, yeah. he, he was he was there. He was the go-to guy. Uh, yeah, you know, because you know, right. studio musicians they come in phases. In the '60s, it was Hal Blaine. Then you bring in Jim Gordon in the '70s, and then. You know, Picaro in the '80s and what have you, and these things just kind of evolved. But in the '70s, he was the guy that they would bring in that to play mm-hmm. in. If, I, they, if I, they needed it done just right, that was the guy they. I guarantee in. you, Jim Gordon will be played on the radio in America today. I promise right, you. Right, in, right. in fact, I guarantee. And, and, you, and most day, people won't even know it's him. That's right. Yeah. Wow. He, he's on the radio every day, and most you, you've heard him a million times, right? And right. never knew it was even him because he was one of those and behind the scenes just chunk 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 chunk. A sad story because. Probably one of the top five drummers ever. Man. Easy, easily. Up up there with John Bottom. Yeah. Easy. No doubt about it. And if he hadn't uh, had these issues, you wonder pff, what yeah. more he would have done. I right. hate to say it that way, but exactly. true. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up. KTSA. My father used to say, you can write... What drives me crazy about Millie? I don't think he's playing for our team, and he's the highest military officer. I don't think he's playing... I, I, no. I really fully believe he's not playing for our team. He's playing for the globalist team. He's just one of these guys who, you know, we need global governance and everybody, no borders, and everybody's got to get together in one world army, which there's an interesting thing that's about to happen that um, that Joe Biden did a couple of weeks ago that, again, another one of those things that didn't get a whole lot of coverage. Right. He basically, when it comes to diseases, 
and pandemics and things of that nature gave our sovereignty over to the World Health Organization. Right. We were people were calling up about that yesterday. It yeah. did happen. Yeah. So Mark Milley, I believe he plays for the for the globalists. He's all about that too. This globalist thing. So he's you know making the statement, and we have some of his his sound. But he made the statement yesterday, <laughs> asinine. It was pathetic. It's asinine that we don't really know if the if the Russians really did, if it was intentional. Um, you know. So the video's out this morning. Russia's proud of it. They put the video sure. out, right? <laughs> Look at what we did. Yeah. And so <laughs> you can tell. These guys are experts. These guys flying these MiGs. They're not going to run into a right. drone on accident. They're not crop dusting. Right. You know, come on. And you can see the guy comes flying in. Uh-huh. He lifted the nose to slow the airplane down, came back on the power, slowed the airplane down by lifting the nose that makes the flat end in the air but it's like putting the brakes on right right okay yeah put the brakes on see it went right into the drone hit it right in the propeller that was impressive by that mig fighter pilot phenomenal wow unbelievable our guys can do the same thing and more by the way and he's and here's why he did it that way he knew if he fired a missile at it war Instant war. Right. You right. can't do that. No, nope, you can't but fire But you can knock it out of the sky, dump Oops. some fuel onto it, and Oops. So hit the sorry. propeller. We're so sorry. I didn't well, mean I, to. I, I, I was watching him sorry, t- prattle on yesterday, and it, it, that guy doesn't strike fear in the hearts of anyone on this planet. Because he doesn't work for us. He is a marshmallow sitting there, well, we don't know if it was intentional or not. When anybody with a pair of eyeballs can look at that video and see exactly what happened, of course it was intentional. But remember, he's the guy who said, I'll call China if we're going to... Uh, yes. I'll call you and let you know if we're going to attack no, you. And, and, this and is he's the guy, in charge of the military? He's decimated the military with this That's smoke right. crap. Look, he's a stooge just like the rest of them. And he sent everything over to Ukraine. All of our stuff <laughs> right, is being right. used up and burned up in Ukraine. Right. For what? For know. what purpose? I don't know. They don't either. No, they don't. And that's why they won't express a purpose. Right. And this whole nonsense about for as long as it takes. Okay, for as long as what? Define it. <laughs> How do you when know? You say when, for as long as it takes, well, define you, it. You can't finish a mission if you don't know what the end game is. And so, uh, you know, who is it that. Millie's a, a, a farce, you know. I mean, again, it, there's nobody in the administration right now who actually has any real expertise or is actually working for the benefit of whatever department that they're supposed to be no, they check head of. It's, it's a box checker. He's got the right... This guy, he's, he ain't black, he ain't gay, but you know what? He's got the agenda. He, he's a, he's, a, he's true a globalist. Beli- he's a true believer, and that's all that matters. That's it. He's a globalist, he, and right. he was put there by globalists to do exactly what he's doing right now. Uh, and Fathead, you know, sees... The, somebody like Fathead, he's the, in North Korea. Fathead, North Korea. Right, right. Get a little Kim. He right. sees all this, so he's firing off missiles every 10 minutes. Well, every I mean, 10 it, minutes it, he's it, firing it, off it a missile. It has a cascading effect because they're all sure. the same nonsense. Absolutely. And when did all this start? Well, it started when Joe got into office, but it got worse after the balloon because they looked at how Joe handled the balloon and said, hey, man, you're not going to take out a balloon. I could do it, too. Who was it? Was it John Kirby that said the Russians were being unprofessional uh, when the drone? Thing? Yeah, and yes, and unprofessional. He, unprofessional. And and I don't under I don't we can't really understand their motivation. What the we, hell? We don't, you don't, we don't they wanted to take it down, man, and see what we do. Well, for, and, and second of all, yes, of course. I spent one day and, in the Boy Scouts. And, I can see and that. And that's why they were right there with their ships to dig it out of <laughs> right, the water. Right. Uh, but uh, imagine Patton saying. I don't understand the motivation of Hitler. Patton would say, I don't give a crap about his motivation. I'm going to kill the man. 
Right? I don't <laughs> care say, about your motivation. The motivation is they're Huns, yeah. and we have to kill them. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm right. coming to, and, and Patton said, I'm coming to Berlin myself. Right, right, And he was right. stopped. They you know, told him not to, but he was going to go. I'm a big Patton fan. He was going to go to Berlin and kill Hitler oh, yeah. himself. Sure. And he probably would have if they let him go. Oh, hell yeah, he would have. He'd have found a way. But, yeah, there's no comparison between uh, a guy like Patton or even MacArthur and and a guy like uh, Mark Milley. Right. Mark Milley is a stooge. Right. He's a fat stooge. For the globalists. He's feckless. Yeah. He he, he, he puts on a display of of weakness. Horrible. You you feel no strength from this guy. Remember last year. He's jello. Remember last year before Congress. I have to understand my white privilege. You see, I have white privilege. that out, that. And then and then we have to understand the white privilege that is throughout our armed forces. Come here. <laughs> so, you know, anyway. Uh, not, yeah. not today. Don't cross me today. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> what, you? I'm in a good hey, mood. Trey, you know, because I found I a new something? great record. Trump won God. and we know it. Mm-hmm. Trump won and you know it. Mm-hmm. Fake news won't show it. You know, I think you really Someone need to... and you know it. Could you maybe pick up your energy level a little? You're kind of dragging tail today. Have you <laughs> Have you gone to the website and looked at the video? Which video? Of no. this song. No, I have not. Sean, we put it on the website. You're going to love it. I'll, I'll check it you out. You are going to love this video. It's Trump dancing. You know how he does the hand dance? Right, right. He's dancing all the Never has video. a man danced so poorly and yet been so applauded. And I it mean, looks it's great. still cool. For it's, some odd reason, Trump makes... You. A white man dancing look cool. Yes, white men can't I don't know. dance. I don't get white it. men, and especially as white as Trump, you don't get any whiter than Trump, right? And he just he has no rhythm whatsoever. No, but in but this he, song, he makes they it look matched, good. He matched it perfectly in this song. It looks so good. They put the video up on the website. Another hazardous train derailment. Mm, corn syrup. <laughs> this time, well, no, it was actually worse than that. Oh, and, I'm thinking of the, or what happened? The, the train right. hazardous materials in Arizona Going yesterday Arizona. afternoon. Right, right. And uh, so they're over there trying to do a cleanup. Don't tell me somebody's not screwing around with our tracks and our trains. A th- upwards of a thousand. If we probably surepass that at this point. A thousand derailments. We're in like a year? twelve hundred or something. Twelve hundred derailments. Yeah. Jimmy's in a keeping year. track. Jimmy's got an abacus. <laughs> twelve hundred. In one year. And and Buttigieg isn't concerned about that? No, not a big deal. <laughs> Is anybody concerned about that? No, but his, wow. fake, his fake nipples are working. Oh, God. <laughs> his fake nipples are working. He doesn't care about the trains, but you know, the fake first you got that stupid song stuck in my head, and then you have to put the image of Buttigieg's plastic boobs in my head. You're just a. You're just. A, you're like Christmas. You just keep giving today. Oh, I'll give you one more. <laughs> What's that? I'll give you one more. So, some of the greatest video out there is the Family Feud outtakes. Oh, oh, right, right. Okay. Steve Harvey right. and all that kind of stuff. This is a. This is a downer of a story too. Okay. Oh, excellent. All right, you're welcome. And so, anyway, Steve Harvey and uh, the the stuff that never makes it on the air for time reasons, he plays right. people really, really well and yeah. makes you laugh. So if you ever watch the stuff that are the outtakes, you just make it just laugh. Well, this guy made it on Family Feud back in 2020, and he's in Illinois. His name is Timothy Bleefnick. Bleefnick. And this is what he said. The question, by the way, you know how it works, right? The, uh, we surveyed 100 oh, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And the question was, what's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? <laughs> Besides having the preacher you had. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> okay. But that's the question. Yeah, right, right, right. That is right. the question. Here it went. What's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? Honey, I love you, but said I do. Oh, <laughs> 
Wow. Not my mistake. Not my mistake. I love my wife. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wow. anyway, uh, he's been arrested for murdering his wife. That guy? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest mistake I made at my wedding was saying I do. Right. So now, then he killed her. Apparently. Allegedly. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? This is why I don't watch game shows, man. They're just dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Spin the wheel. It's just dangerous, man. Right. People die. Quick break. More Warren Rhymer coming up. KTSA. This is Carl Eggers. You may have heard of ES20 at KTSA. He's Sean. I'm Trey. We are Ware and Rima. You know, one of the great lines out of the Chris Rock Netflix special, which I actually saw. We finally watched it last weekend. Mm-hmm. and Pretty good. No, actually, I'm, I'm not a huge really? Chris Rock fan. I, I, you know, I mean, it was okay, but he, he I haven't seen it. He so. ain't Eddie Murphy. Everybody raved uh, about it. Jimmy told me it was yeah, great. Yeah, I, I watched it and was like, eh, yeah, I'm just, okay. his humor is, he shouts everything, and I, mm. there's some good moments, but one of the things that came out of it was uh, this idea of yoga pants politics. Ah, great. When, right, when companies want to make sure you know how freaking woke they are instead of just selling whatever the hell they sell. Uh, I want to, this is a pickup from the Oscars. I, the, the, the movie, the whale has gone to on demand now this, so this weekend I'm going to watch it. So the uh, one Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser won best actor for it. Right. And he plays, a, it's based on a stage play. He, ba- he plays a character who is morbidly obese. He's over 600 pounds. Fat suit. Well, they did the. They actually won the Oscar for the makeup. Oh, there you uh, go. So there you go. This is that's what the story has to do with. So uh, brilliant makeup. I mean, I've seen some of the video. And it's just you, you cannot tell it's a fat suit. He, you know, it's that's great. gorgeous. It's really well done. Well, Dove Soap uh, has a problem with it. There was a controversy that people who are saying, well, "Why didn't they just get a fat person to play the guy?" Dove Soap now uh, tweeted. Stop giving fat suits awards. We want better representation in Hollywood. Hashtag, let's change beauty. You know what? Just sell your freaking soap, man. Just sell your damn soap. Secondly, as far as the fat suit controversy, yeah, wow, it's called acting. Sure. Acting is, the the art of acting is doing what? Being somebody you're not. Well, what represents acting when you look at, when you see the symbol of acting, it's the masks. It's always the mask. What's and that? So the mask. Right. Whenever you see a symbol, it's the mask. I don't, I don't oh, know. What, oh, what, what do you call oh, those? What do you call those comedy masks? and drama. The comedy, comedy and drama. And drama the happy and the sad. That's right. And that's, that's the, that is it. You're you, portraying You are someone. portraying something else. You know who else? Do they take on Tom Hanks? For, uh, for... Elvis. Oh, Elvis. He no. was Colonel Tom Parker, and they right. put like 300 pounds on the man. Well, no, he's a good liberal, so he didn't hear anything well, about see, him. See, I bet it's that. I, but I, it's, I'll bet you it's that, because it, it was Brendan Fraser. Right. Well, it's mm. it's it's this idea that mm. if if you have a character who's black or a mm. character who's uh, uh, obese or a character who has some other physical problem, that you should only ever get people who yeah. are that to play yeah. they them. They do it all the time. Like if you, uh, famously now, um, oh, uh, the actress Halle Berry, mm. I think we talked about this. We did. Uh, she was going to play a trans character in a movie. Yep. And the backlash from the woke weirdos was so profound. She pulled out. She pulled out and said, well, you're right. I I shouldn't take that acting job away from an actual trans exactly. person. And these it's are the people. But, but check it out, man. These are the people that say, 
just by you saying so, you can change your sex. You can change your gender. Right. These are the same people that say that. Well, and they're cool with that. They're cool with a six-year-old boy going, I'm a girl. They're oh good God, with that. Right. And, and they're good with a six-year-old boy going to the hospital and getting his penis removed so he could look like a girl. Right, right. right. Cool. These same people are cool with that. But an actor can't put on a fat suit. They're that that pisses them off. Think about that for a minute. Think about <laughs> well, that. Think about the ludicrous. Chris Rock ludicrous. again. The other thing that he had go- right on was <laughs> with the uh, with the with the comedy bit was selective outrage. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And That's he said, true. you know, one person can do something and it's outrage. Sure. Another person does the exact same thing. Cricket. How many times do we talk about that on this show? That when 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 uh, uh, Joe Biden says something. It's okay sure. if Donald Trump were to say the exact same thing using right. the exact same words, they'd lose their mind. If Donald Trump called black children cockroaches, there you go, there you go. All right, or, he, or they would have a, written off. They would have written up impeachment letters. You know it, it or would have made up a story about taking a chain to a black boy. Well, they, you know, they, they, like, yeah, right. Like, like Biden said, right. took a chain to a black boy. You know what? If he would, if Trump would have said that, oh man, if Trump called a member jail. of his own cabinet boy, exactly. He'd be in Exa- so there you go. There's selective outrage. So see the if you haven't seen the whale, it's on uh, yeah. on demand. I'm going to watch it this weekend. So, um, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. They're out there to protect U.S. fish and wildlife. Yes. Yeah. But instead of spending all, instead of spending money to do that, or apparently all the fish and all the wildlife are protected, because now what they're doing is spending all your money on uh, training their employees and getting their employees help for the pain of climate change. <laughs> their employees are being hurt and f- psychologically upset by the pain of climate change. It's just it's bad. So, and what they call it. Eco grief training. Oh, st- <laughs> eco grief training. So when they're upset over climate change, you go get eco grief training. We, we put you in a room. Am I tripping? Is I mean, yeah, you know, I, sometimes I hear stuff like this. I'm like, am I no. am I still tripping off those shrooms I took so in '89? We are we are we are going to make you feel better that the uh, that the you know craziness of climate change is is bothering you so sean was bothering you. <laughs> it's it's bothering pathet- you? it's sad and pathetic is the hot air bothering you, it, see, you it, it can't get the the weirder it gets the more actual and real it becomes this is going on people actually believe yeah. this crap yeah they and, believe and, this crap so you remember the name greta thunberg yes the 17 year old who how hot, dare you bring her up dare you right yeah so she put a tweet up yesterday no two days ago that in two days the planet's going to be gone we're all going to die two days? in two days. Well, today is two hey, days I got later. Plans. This is two days later. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, right. This is it. The, I guess she, she was wrong. Two days ago. Well, uh, she took the, <laughs> she took the tweet down this morning. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's a similarity. I mean, because like these are the people that hate <laughs> Christians and are always going off on Christians, right? And, and and we certainly have had churches in America and even around the world that figured th- thought they had figured out the exact day the world's going to end. Yeah. We had a church in Annapolis. They ended up selling. People sold their sailboats and all their possessions. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the world didn't end. Oh, it's yeah. the same thing with the climate change religion. Oh, yeah. All right? Al Gore, when he wanted to be president, told you 10 years. That was over 20 years ago. Well, okay, so let's AOC look. AOC said it was going to be in 
10 years. What did Barack Obama say the biggest challenge on planet Earth is going forward? He said it was climate change, right? <laughs> right. He, it wasn't terrorism. At that oh, time, ISIS God. was killing everybody. Right. It wasn't terrorism. It wasn't, you know, economy or anything. He said, oh, yeah, global warming, the rising of the seas. The seas are going to begin to rise, and our planet is going to be covered in water because the you know polar melt and blah, blah, blah. Mm. All right. So he went on and on, droned on and on about that when he was president. Where did he buy a house when he quit being president? On the shores right. of the ocean. You're right, right. So if if he really believed the crap of, of climate change, why would he buy a $10 million mansion does, on the shore, he on the beach? They, he doesn't. Correct. You know what I mean? The, the climate thing is, is, first off, it is a cult. It's like sure. a religious cult. Sure it is. And secondly, the architects of it know it's bullcrap. Sure. Sure. So, so don't... Don't listen they to know. what they say. Watch what they do. Exactly. And so if he's out there buying property on the beach and he's saying, oh, yeah, the oceans are going to rise and cover Why are you buying? Why are you spending all that money on the beach? Why aren't you, why aren't you living in Des Moines? Leo DiCaprio, who is made, you know, when he's not making movies, he's all about cli- he's a climate change activist. Once again, I think last week. Flew he and his 12-year-old girlfriend to, yeah. uh, like, some climate summit She's on his 14. private freaking jet. She's 14. She's young, yeah. <laughs> you know, Leo, <laughs> your middle age is showing, buddy. Back in a minute, wearing Rymac ATSA. Your next oil change could change the life of your... It is a little moist. It's wet out there and slippery, so be careful. 838, it's wearing Rymac ATSA. So... Texas is taking over Houston School District. Well, this is no surprise. One of the largest in the state of Texas are taking it over because in you go woke, you go broke, right? Just like with, you know, movie places that go woke, they go broke. Right. You got amusement parks and candy companies and banks, by the way. And now the Houston Independent School District went woke and they went broke. Their, their kids, they can't spell, they can't speak, they can't read, they can't uh, write. They're, they're not learning? But <laughs> they know that white people are horrible racists because sure. they're caught critical race theory by the time they're two years old on right. up. So the state's going in and, and taking them over. Meanwhile, PDE, and you can look this up at Google if you want to, Parents Defending Education, have put out a new report about the number of schools and where they are, by the way, who are transitioning kids without their parents' knowledge and approval. Mm, right. So mom sends Charlie to school dressed as a boy like Charlie. Charlie gets there, and the teacher says, come here, Charlie, here's your dress, here's your makeup, and we'll call you Charlene. And then when Charlie Charlie goes back home, Charlie puts the boy clothes on, and it's a whole ruse. The parents don't know anything. And when they do like a parent-teacher conference, well, the teacher's kind of winking at Charlie (laughs) because Charlie actually plays like he's Charlene at school and not Charlie. And there's a list of schools. And, Sean, it's no small list. Right, It's a gigantic list of schools who are doing that. So that's going on. Well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, the whole point is to get rid of the parents out of the equation, man. You don't want the parents getting in between you and the state. That is what Joe Biden said just two days ago. We need to uh, we need to allow these hospitals to remove the breasts and penises, and <laughs> right. uh, mom and dad don't have a say. So that's sinful if you're doing anything that's else. Right. You know, it really is. All right, so Churchill High School in Eugene, Oregon, not Churchill High School, San Antonio. Right, right, right. Churchill High School, Eugene, Oregon. Uh, one of the um, assignments was to write a fantasy story. And for uh, it's a short story, just a couple of paragraphs, a sexual fantasy that you have. Yeah. No so, penetration or oral sex. Right. Okay. The assignment also asks students to choose three items: candles, massage oil, feathers, and flavored syrup to use in the story. <laughs> Jeez. 
as as my buddy Larry the Cable Guy would call it when he would come on a show, edible eating shorts. So, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I never so, went there. That's all right. And uh, so now they uh, here it is. This is what they told the high schoolers. Your story should show that you can show and receive loving and physical affection without having sex. So the parents were saying, you know what? <laughs> if a teacher required my daughter to write her sexual fantasies, I'd whoop a man's ass. Well, one parent said, you know, if 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 somebody came again, what we all say, if somebody came up to my kid on the street and asked him this stuff, I'd call the cops. Exactly right. And then they the the, the school in there when they responded to the backlash, kept bringing up context. Right. There's no context. What context, no context could that possibly yeah, be in? None at all. You don't ask kids to write their sexual fantasies. You, uh, you know what you are? You're a pedophile and a pervert if you're asking children to write their right. sexual... That's all you are. Oh, yeah, you I are concur. a pedo-pervert. Yep. So one of the other things that they did was they had a spinning wheel with uh, oh, kind, yeah. kind of like um, what they call that game show. Oh, Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. And, and on there, you yeah. know, we all have the roulette thing. Right. And you put up there, you know, love oils and then this particular kind of sex and sex toys and that particular kind of sex <laughs> right, right, and right. this, that, and the other. All sex, right? Right. And they would spin the wheel. These are kids. Right. Little kids. Right. And stop on whatever. Right. Whatever kind of sex. And the child had to tell the class with whom would you do that? <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, that's... They've lost their minds. And I, I, mean, I, I can't and, even well, say, I, or I won't even say well, on the radio what was on the wheel. I mean, I get why, again, we always go back to the architects, why the, the people behind the scenes want this stuff to happen, because it really is about two things. It's about disappearing the American male, and it's about getting the parents out of the way between the state and young people. It's, and indoctrinating and normalizing this idea that your parents shouldn't have anything to say about your life. You're creating future stooges and drones. You're right on the money. But, you know, the, the, the teachers and the school board people, you know what? They're true believers. They actually believe this crap. Well, this is what I was about to say. You're, you're right on the money with that, uh, you know, overall thing about we're, we're, we're going to take over your child and all that. But I have to tell you, man, I'm firm. I am convinced at this point, and it took me a little while to get here, but I'm convinced at this point that over the last 40 years, a bunch of pedos and perverts have gone to work in the school system. You know why? Because that's where the girls and the kids well, are. That's where the young kids are. I remember I, 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 I taught a Sunday school class in Colorado for, for about four or five years. And before, before you can teach a Sunday school class, you have to go through training. Of course it takes you a full do. day. Been there, done it. And, and, uh, and they show you all the documentaries and videos, and there's somebody there that talks to you. And you learn that a lot of pedophiles, they worm their way into the church so they could teach youth programs and Sunday school. Same thing because then they're around young people. And, the and, they're, and they're in a position like a teacher in a classroom where the kids are looking up to you. You're a voice That's of it. influence. That's it. They want to trust you. Absolutely. So you groom them. Uh-huh. Uh, education and the church are the two places right. where they go the most. Why do we see these teachers getting popped and busted for having sex with right. the students? Well, that's where they go get the job. Right. You right. know what? You 
Go to the environment that you want to be around. Well, you, there's a reason you and I do radios because we like the environment. We right. like the, we like the, well, the gig, the jazz of it, being around radio station, the whole thing, man. If, and, and if you're a pedophile, you're probably not going to go work in an old folks home. You no, know what I mean? you're, that's you're, the point. Yeah, you're going to work. You want to going to want to work around kids Absolutely. in some regard. Absolutely, in some way. And yeah. so I'm totally convinced at this point that the schools across America, not everyone, but schools across America, are packed up with these pedos, man. And and this is why well, I, you're getting it. This I think is why society is in general. Well, I, you sure. know, and I, you know, you and I were talking off air about this, you know, this the Epstein pedophile ring that we actually we've been hearing about for a long, Absolutely. long time. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I think it's much more pervasive in the education system, perhaps, than we even know. It, it's obviously so because they brag uh, about it. That's what it I'm now. talking yeah, about. I mean, you know, and every one of and, these stories. And if you go to a school board meeting and you're upset about this stuff, the, you're a, the you're first a terrorist. Mi- Kamala's husband says you're worse than a Nazi. That's exactly what he said. That's exactly you know, what he I said. I mean, it's madness. Yeah, it's it's like the Holocaust. If you're if you're right. a parent and you're going there and you're complaining, it's that that's the Holocaust. But do you understand? He, he said he kids. went to it. He said he went to a to a, a concentration camp. Oh God! And, right. and this was like if you if you're a parent going to a school board meeting, it's like a concentration. This camp. is how the Holocaust started. That's what yeah. he said. Yeah. These are the people that are in power in the United States. Anyway, now with all that being said and all that sewage. I want to have a cleansing moment here where it comes to school. Sure. Comes to school's cleansing moment. Guy's name is Daniel Jackson. Daniel Jackson, look him up. Dixon Elementary School, Chicago. Elementary, little bitty kids, you know, five and up. Daniel Jackson's the name, Dixon Elementary. Every Tuesday is tie Tuesday. <laughs> I heard you talking about this on the Oh, did you hear that? Yeah. So, so every Tuesday is second graders. Second graders. Mm. They come in and they're ties, and they look beautiful. <laughs> and for those who don't have a tie, well, Teacher Dick, Jackson, he gives them a tie. Those are the little boys, right? Or, sir, right. sir. And he shows these young men in the second grade how you tie a tie and how you look sharp. And they're loving it. Well, I'm sure. These yeah. boys are catching on because they're like, I feel like a businessman. Or they say, I feel respectable. I, I have a lot of self-respect because I'm dressing up. I'm looking good. And people from the school, you know, from the principals to other administrators, they go to that classroom to see how everybody looks on Tuesdays. They show up and go, well, it's wow, you a look cool spiffy. Thing, right? Yes. It's become a cool thing. Remember when Arnie worked here and he always came in in a bow tie and a pretty shirt? Remember that? <laughs> yes. Remember yes, that? Yes. Everybody would go, hey, man, what are you wearing? And then blah, blah, blah. Well, they're doing that to the second graders, just pumping them up and making them feel good. Now, that's a positive move. Well, it is. And yeah. one, you know, one thing child psychologists who are are, you know, not woke. Will tell you is that kids want rules. They want discipline. They want they want some standards because it shows that you care about them. So you know, I good on him. I mean, yeah. I'm not into neckties, but I mean, I think for them and the purposes of doing it, it's a good thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all behind the purpose and not necessarily. The well, it's, I don't own a necktie myself. But. I don't either. What's infected <laughs> all this stuff is that whole YOLO idea that right. it's all about you and what you want, what makes you, what well, you deserve. And also, with your pants down around your ankles, you know, walking around <laughs> walking around school, you, your underwear hanging out, you know. All that I can't kind of say crap. much about that because when I'm wearing jeans, mine tend to hang down, you know. Well, no, you have them well around down. your waist. They're just saggy. They're saggy. But, That's why I wear the overalls. You don't have your butt hanging out. I ain't got my butt You ain't got crackitis. Out. I ain't got crackitis. <laughs> I turned my hat, my, my got, ball cap sideways yeah. the other day, and my wife said, don't do that. Yeah. Don't you ever do you that. You ain't got crackitis. All right, quick break. More wearing Rama coming up. Have you ever considered updating your home so you can stay there as you get older? Or maybe, maybe your bathroom just needs a new look. <laughs> it's been there for a while. 
1975. Anyway, the way to do that is get in touch with Safe Showers. Safe Showers. Joan and Chris Edlin, great people at Safe Showers. And they're going to show you how easy it is for them to install a beautiful, safe designer shower. Safe Showers will completely remove your old tub or shower right down to the studs. They'll install a gorgeous new shower in one or two days. And your new shower will have a low step-up entry, slip-resistant floors, grab bars if that's something you want. And then several customization options. they got shelving and seating and all that kind of stuff they can add to. Beautiful lights and different fixtures and so on. And right now, with your safe shower, you get $500 off. Six months, zero down, zero interest financing, too. And if you mention Trey Ware, when you have them do the work, they're going to take another $500 off. So you're 1000 off already with, with all that great financing. Beautiful people, beautiful showers, great product. It'll last. It'll look good. Safe showers, 210-655-1111. 